This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Get Well With Me podcast. I'm your host, Adrienne of adriannehart.com. I love you no matter what you eat, and our philosophy here is excellence, not perfection. Together, we explore the healing benefits of a mostly plant-based lifestyle while embracing the idea that happiness is homemade and our life is only as good as our mindset. Please subscribe to this channel on iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, YouTube, or your favorite listening app. So let's get into the episode. Today, we welcome Luca Leonti to the show. Originally from France, and now for many years, he's made his home in the Washington, D.C. area. Luca has studied with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. He's a wellness leader, health coach, essential oils educator, and vegan cook. He believes that happiness and health are our birthright. His focus is on fostering a community, a safe place to pursue health and wellness for mind and body. I'm bringing Luca to you today because we all have so much to learn on our path to our healthiest and most meaningful lives. He's here to share his story and his wisdom with us today. So listen up for all the nuggets of wisdom that he's about to bring our way. Luca, welcome to the Get Well With Me podcast. I am so happy we could make this happen today. Thank you, Adrian. I'm very happy to be here as well. Wonderful. Um, so we're going to just loosen things up with a off-the-cuff kind of a surprise question. Luca, would you mind sharing with us what you had for breakfast this morning? Absolutely. Um, I've been in a habit when the summer, like when the weather is really hot, I love to have fruit for breakfast. And today I have my favorite, which is grapefruit, because this smells so amazing. Yes. Um, and I also had um, coconut yogurt. Mmm. That, that sounds yummy. I love coconut milk, and I, um, I don't know if I've ever had coconut yogurt, but that sounds genius. You should give it a try. I sure will. Um, so let's jump right into your story here. Um, tell us, what, where were you in your life? What brought you to a place where you felt that it was important to pursue health and wellness in your own life? Was there a moment or an exact event that kind of brought you to a, an awareness or breaking point? Absolutely. So actually, there were many things. So in my teenage years, I took an interest in health and fitness because I struggled with body image like many of us. Um, I was feeling at school, I liked confidence, and I felt alone. My parents like worked, worked away from home, so I pretty much like, spent my whole days by myself. Mm. Um, so I wasn't really happy, you know. I was chubby, I was shy, I was made fun of quite a bit, even at home. But I wanted to be a cool kid. I wanted to have muscles, to be stronger, and I wanted confidence, and I wanted to be liked and loved. Mm. Uh, who doesn't? Sure. <laughs> So I spent countless hours reading up on nutrition and sweating at the gym. I became obsessed, completely obsessed with what I ate, when I ate, you know, what exercise I could do, what would work for me. It was just like, that's all I could think of, right? Um, so I got some results, but they never lasted. Mm. And so, you know, after a while, this and other personal issues that led me to feeling totally depressed and happy, 
I was feeling different all the time, constantly comparing myself to others. So it wasn't a great time at all. Um, yeah. All I wanted to do was to fix myself, fix my body, and also wanted to prove that I wasn't the weakling that everyone thought I was. Mm. So clearly I was not accepting myself or loving myself um, sure. the, way, the way I was, and that was the biggest issue. Um, and then one day I knew I couldn't keep on living like that. You know, like I had a choice to make. Either I would stay miserable for the rest of my life or I would take professional support, which I did, uh, through therapy and then later coaching. Wow. Can you and take us a- to that moment, that day that you decided to reach out to a professional? Because I know for myself, the last time that I did that, it it took more than a decade to get up the courage to actually... Mm-hmm. say, hey, um, can I schedule a call with you <laughs> or make yeah. an appointment with you? So tell me about that moment when you're looking for, um, you know, where you're going to seek some assistance and, you know, that moment that you actually took that action. Where were you, you know, mentally at that time? So I was pretty low, but I was also fortunate to have a uh, kind of like strong support system. Like I had like already I started going to like kind of like um, support group mm-hmm. in my area and I was connecting with people and, you know, people that I went through the same things that I had at the time. Um, and then I was talking with one person in particular who is now a therapist, actually. Wow. <laughs> um, and so, you know, he was like, this is what you need to do. Like, you need to, like, forget about all your um, uh, beliefs about therapy. It doesn't mean that you're broken. You just need a little love and a little more support right now. Yes. Beautiful. And so, and so I, I was like, okay, I trust you. <laughs> you know, you've been there, you've done it. Um, so he gave me some uh, people I could contact and then that's what I did. That's amazing. Um, so it sounds like you wouldn't have had the gumption to reach out for specific help if you weren't already surrounding yourself with a supportive community. Would you say that that was essential in turning things around? Absolutely, because I just thought I could do it by myself, like, you know, yeah. sheer will, like, one day I'm okay, I'm like, oh, I'm good today, I'm happy, I can do this, and then the next day you're like, I just want to hide under the covers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I so relate to that. <laughs> yep. Wow. Um, so after you got on your on your wellness path and you started making changes in your life, was there a point that you were like, why am I doing this? I'm just going to give up. It doesn't matter. I'm ready to just permanently stay under the covers was there did you ever have those those feelings and then when obviously you didn't give up so um if you could bring us to that moment where maybe you got on your wellness path and then became discouraged um and then what made you keep going sure so i feel like it's not really like i was not really on my if you will like my uh, um wellness path but in 2011 i started a year-long life coaching training program okay um and it was really intense i mean at that time i already did some of the work um you know um like i had started eating and created a healthier relationship with myself yeah i thought i did (laughs) Mm -hmm. um then through that program uh like i said it was really intense you know like over the course of the year every action and thought process is put under the microscope Wow. And we really look at what drives us, you know, your limiting beliefs, your stories, the fears you've created in your life um, before we like break them down, dismantle them. 
Um, you know, it reminds me a little bit of like the military. You know how this portrays in like portrays it in the movie where the like the program leaders they like break you, they make you go yes. to this like boot camp. Yes, <laughs> I was totally. Oh my god, <laughs> it was so tough. Um, before you know, like giving us tools and coaching us to like be reborn in a way. Wow. So we need to to we learn to live from like our being, which is you know like our inner gift and the qualities we are born with. Um, versus our survival mechanisms, um, which are the mindsets that we operate from, but unconsciously. Wow, that's you're so, speaking my language. I love this. Sorry, go ahead. No, no problem. Um, so you know, you have to take responsibility for everything. You have to be in integrity in all areas of your life. Be vulnerable and open and coachable, um, so you can truly transform, right? Yes. Um, and then there were times that I wanted to take the easy way out, and I didn't you know, want to grow, and I was like, uh-uh. Growing is not for me anymore. <laughs> right. You know, I want to stay comfortable in my little corner with everyone living alone. <laughs> yes. I wanted to quit so bad. Like, I actually, like, made a request to quit the program. And every time I was, I, I wouldn't say denied, but I was, you know, coaching, like, um, really, like, going on, like, the bigger picture. Like, why why am I doing this right yes. now? You know, what do I want to create? Um, and then, so what helped me was the other participants and my coach, because everyone through the program had a coach. Okay. Um, so they would not accept anything else than me becoming my best self. You know, they'd listen without judgment, they challenged me, and they loved me unconditionally, which I really needed at the time. Um, and so being connected with myself and others on such a deeper level, plus the accountability for my choices and my goals, that's what made that I stayed on the program, that I graduated, um, so it's, I believe it's very important to have a strong support system yes. and people who believe in you even yes. when you don't. Absolutely. That is a huge takeaway for everyone who's listening. Having a support system, having people that will continue to believe in you when you're hitting those roadblocks and those bumps mm-hmm. in the road when you're not believing in yourself because sometimes they're temporary, but it, it's tremendous when someone sees in us what we don't see in ourselves or, or holds that space for us when we're not holding it for ourselves. And I think that's exactly what I was looking for, like that moment that you said, this is it. I've gone out of my comfort zone and it's become so painful to grow that I want to just throw in the towel. And it sounds like the community that you were plugged in with, they listened to you and said, okay, I understand how you feel, but that's not who you really are. So let's keep going. And, and um, mm-hmm. that's tremendous. So n- knowing what you know now about mm-hmm. self-love, self-care, and, you know, getting to the, to the heart of, of yourself, um, as you look back, if you could go back to, let's say, Luca when he was a, a kid or Luca when he was in middle school or high school or, you know, in his younger years, what piece of advice would you give to him to encourage him if you thought he would listen, right? Because I always think, I wonder if I could tell myself everything I needed to know. I don't know that my teenage self was really going to take advice from anybody. So, um, but yeah, take yourself back to your younger time and, and, and what, would you, what would you tell younger Luca? Well, I think there's so much I would tell him. Um, I think the first thing I would tell him is to love himself, like quirks and all, and not to apologize for who he is. Yes. Um, or not care for what other people think. Yes. Um, because, you know, he is lovable and so are all of us, just the way we are. Yes. Um, and I would also encourage him to trust his guts and follow his heart. 
and express himself in a way that feels authentic to him. Because I think a lot of time, even to this day, I'm very conscious of the way I communicate with people. Like, oh, like it's like I'm catering to their to their needs, you know, and their yeah. emotions. Like, oh, I'm not going to like, you know, upset this person if I say this, or, or you know, what are they going to think of me if I'm too direct, or sure. you know, whatever it is. Sure. Um, and I think also I would tell him to not worry so much and to enjoy each moment. Yes. Because everything in the end works out in the way it's supposed to. And, and it's also something that I still remind myself every day, like, how can you, how can I invite more playfulness and more fun in my day-to-day life instead of all the seriousness that sometimes um, I expect to? Yes. I fall into that, taking myself so serious and taking everything so mm-hmm. serious and assigning so much meaning to things, um, Exactly. which mm-hmm. is normal and natural, but it's, once we become aware of it, we can see where maybe that's um, not helping us. <laughs> so I'm taking like so much energy, like mental energy, right? Because yes. like, instead of using this energy to work on your goals or your dreams or supporting somebody else, then you're just like stuck in your own little world. And all you can think is yourself. Yes. Yes. And if we were a cell phone battery, we'd be there. That's what's draining us. That's like having YouTube running in the background when we're, you know, when we have other things that we need to do and it's taking up all of our bandwidth. So I, I totally can relate to that. Um, and I think that that's so beautiful. The things that you would say to your younger self to say that things do tend to work out and yes, slow down and enjoy the moments and, you know, believe in yourself and, and love yourself more. Um, it's incredible that it takes so much time, at least from my experience. I feel like my 20s were a, a lot of self-discovery or maybe I was looking for validation or just like you mentioned, you know, previously, like you had something to prove when you were younger. You wanted to prove that you weren't the weakling. You wanted to prove that you had this strength inside of you and, um, and and it, it was leading you to do healthy things, but not not necessarily all for the right reasons of just expressing who you really are inside. Um, and you and you also touched on comparison. Did you find that you were comparing yourself to people in your community, your family, or was it more of like a social media driven type of a thing, or all around? Well, this time, right, like, so I grew up in the 80s, so I was, there was not really social media like it is now, so it was mostly, like, my family and my cousin. Yes. Um, like, like, yeah, pretty much, like, all the male figures mm-hmm. um, in my life. Yes. And then this, to this day, I mean, yes, like, obviously, social media is, um, plays a big role, but I don't think I associate it, like, not, I would say, like, I would not compare myself so much from a um, body image. Mm-hmm. More like a achievement. Yeah. And my, like right now, it's like <laughs> the table turned a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but, but like all of us, you know, I'm just reminding myself that I'm doing, you know, the best I can, that I'm, you know, that I'm, um, now that I've chosen my path, you know, that I want to help people who also suffer from body image or, you know, want to lose weight or, yes. you know, adopt healthier habits. Like, this is what I want to dedicate my life to. Yes. So it's just like we're we're focusing my priorities. Sure. And I love your humble approach rather than, um, you know, saying, look at my accomplishments, look what I've done. You're saying, hey, I've been where you are. I have felt the feelings that that you're feeling. I felt that maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not strong enough. And 
Um, none of those were so much physical as they were in, you know, an impression that was made in your heart, probably at a young age. And it is incredible. Um, I also definitely feel that my struggles as far as um, comparison or just the thought of judgment definitely comes from peers, family, and friends way more than it does for social media because I can easily disregard someone I don't know, but I feel like after I've made a connection with someone, their judgment does matter to me. And part of that is because I'm compassionate and loving, but the other part is the part that's not healthy. You know, it's the part that what will they think if I show them who I really am? And it takes Mm -hmm. so much guts to come out and be who we really are and talk about these things that, um, you know, some people consider to be woo-woo or not important and maybe they do live on the surface. And and I don't judge them for that because we're all in different places in our life. Um, Mm -hmm. But for sure, I think um, 30s for me was just transformation going, you know, turning into that beautiful butterfly after, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, it just surprises me that it, it took me all the way into my mid 30s to, you know, finally start to self-actualize. Um, so I'm not, you said you're a, a kid from the 80s, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was born in the 80s, yeah. Yeah, me too. Now I was going to ask you, did you have any like favorite TV shows from the 80s or was it different in France? <laughs> I don't um, know. Yeah, I had my favorite TV show at the time because I was really big in soccer. Okay. Like, that was my passion. Like, I wanted to be a soccer player. <laughs> sure. Um, so I don't know if it would be translate the same name, but it was called Olive and Tom, which is like two uh, boys' names. Oh, yeah, we did have, a, I don't know if, um, we did have uh, on Disney Channel something with like two soccer kids, but I don't remember what that was. Um, but yeah. so that was your dream, right? So you yeah, saw these I kids know. and you could kind of yeah. put yourself right in that context. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I would do? Like I would come from home because I lived like, I could walk from home to like, I mean, from school back to home. It was like a five minute walk. So I would come in and then I would have a snack. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like I would invite one of my friends home with me and then we watch the show. And then I would go outside in the garden and pretend I'm one, I was one of them. Wow. And just like play. And that's all I did. See, that's a, a beautiful example of really when we, you know, we start to visualize things and mm-hmm. it starts to happen in our life. So I, I can I can totally see that. Well, that's really beautiful. And the 80s was a good time. Sometimes I just close my eyes really hard and turn the 80s and 90s music on and wish I was in another decade when things were a little bit more simple, you know, but then yeah. we wouldn't be having this conversation over the internet. So absolutely. So Luca, let's kind of take this back here. Um, what is your definition of wellness and one daily habit that you have to make sure that it does stay a priority in your life? That's a very good question. Um, so actually for me, wellness is more the result of our daily choices, like our values and lifestyles, than it is a certain, you know, like achievement or something in particular. Mm. Um, so it's also making sure that we take care of ourselves, like meaning our body, our emotions, spirituality, creativity, social life, uh, even like finances, your house, mm. or your career. Yeah. You know, because if one of those is not aligned with what you really want, then most likely that's going to lead to stress and unhappiness and disease and more. Um, yeah. So like you can even think of it as like the wheel of a car, for example. You know, like if one of the wheels is underpants or it blows up in the middle of, you know, the road, 
then you're stuck, right? You can't go any further on your right. journey until it, until it is repaired. And it's the same thing with, you know, the different aspects of our lives. If something is in deficit, then everything... Um, Yes. Everything's having a hard time. <laughs> yeah, everything unravels then. I yeah. mean, you're, that's exactly. such a good example. So, yeah, we have three brand new tires, and we've got mm-hmm. one that's rim flat. You know, what are you going to do besides pull over? So um, I totally get that. So to you, wellness is keeping a balance of all of the individual aspects in your life that um, that hold things together, it sounds like. Um mm-hmm. And I love what you said, that it's actually a result of our choices, which is tremendous because in your definition of wellness, you're saying you have to take responsibility for it. So I love that. Um, And what is one habit that you have to make sure that it does stay a priority in your life? So it's not really one habit. It's more like a routine, like a morning Hmm. routine and an evening routine. Okay. Would you mind sharing a little bit about both of those routines with us? Sure, absolutely. So they're really similar, especially like the, the usually the evening is a repeat of the morning, more or less. So the morning is like after I wake up, drinking a glass of water, stretching, like a few minutes, meditating, um, visual, visual, I can never say this one, <laughs> visualizing. Yes. Uh, some, and also like listening to affirmations. Yes. So my thing. Very good. It really helps. And, um, and sometimes the time it's really like I'm having, I wake up and I'm really like foggy or like, like this morning, I was a little upset mm. about things that happened yesterday or, or um, conversations I've had. Like I'll do a clearing exercise, which is simply like free writing, just like writing all you know, my negative emotions and my fears and everything that's not going right. Right. Just to like so that I can declutter my mind. Yes. And I'm, and I'm able to choose an intention for the day. Yes. And then at night, um, same thing, like... I try to like stay like around like eight thirty nine o'clock. Just stay off uh, social media. Just turn off my phone, um, and then then I go back into meditating and stretching and just having a few minutes to like just taking the day and just be myself. That is tremendous. Now, so you said something that absolutely sent off alarms in my head. So you attempt to just kind of wind down and and turn off the social media and you kind of have almost like a bedtime for your phone, it sounds like. All right, I'm not not going to engage anymore. You're in like a decompression type of a mode. Um, was that a difficult habit to develop? Because as much as I, the benefit is obvious, I can hear everyone in the audience saying, what do you mean? I like to sit in my bed and scroll on social media till I pass out. So how, how yeah. tell me about that process. Did, did you come to that decision because you could feel the phone draining your personal battery or um, was this something that you, you know, learned through health coaching or tell, tell me about that. It seems minor, but I know it's actually, it's huge. It is huge. So actually, it's a both ways. So yes, I had learned, you know, like through life coaching, um, health coaching, that, you know, that was not the best thing to do. And the main reason why is because as human beings, we create attention, right? Mm. And so this is what our phone gives us. Yes. It's the same of attention, validation, you know, have somebody who cares about me. Yeah. Who's going to check on me, you know, like, and so this really is what keeping us up. Um. And also there were times where, you know, I would be online until like three in the morning without even realizing, you know, yes. you watch one video and then, you know, trickles into the next video and then boom, it's like, oh, it's the morning already. <laughs> and um, so definitely it was like draining me down mentally and physically. 
Wow. And then I was like, you know what, like, let me, and like, I have to give this a try because I want to be productive. It's not what I want my life to look like. Yes. And I want to get up early in the morning. That's my intention. Um, Wow. I'm I'm working on it now. My goal is to, I don't know if you read, if you read that book, but the 5am club. I have not read it. But I know that it is all the rage right now, the 5 a.m. club. It's Yeah, that's amazing. So was that part of your motivation? You wanted to wake up and you figured, well, if I stay up till 3 on social media, that's only two hours of sleep. That's not going to work. Exactly. <laughs> so, yep. Wow. Thank you for sharing with that, uh, that with us because um, – you know, as I mentioned to our listeners here, I knew that you were going to drop some nuggets of wisdom and that one just fell out. Turn the phone off at eight o'clock or put it in its rest, tuck it in good night at a certain point so that you can, so that you can have a good night's sleep. That's, that's tremendous. Um, What is, so we're going to wrap, we're going to kind of wind things down here. Um, So I'm going to ask you another one thing question. Uh, What is one thing, one action step um, and I know that there's so many, but just one that someone listening can do for more health and more happiness in their life, aside from the phone thing, because I think we got a winner there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I have an easy one for you. Deep breathing. Mm. Can you describe um, the best process for that? Because sometimes I like tense up and hold my breath and then I'm hyperventilating. So. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not an expert on deep breathing, but um Really, what I can share is that you got to make sure that it comes, it goes all the way from your nose, you know, like you, you breathe in through your nose, inhale through your nose, and then it has to go down through your lung all the way down to your belly. Because a lot of us, what we do is we breathe from our chest. Yes. Which is actually not a deep breathing. Sure. Uh, and then, you know, your diaphragm does not get engaged. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Um, so that's one thing you can, and it doesn't have to be long. You can do it anywhere, you know, anytime, even if you do like two, like, or even one deep breath mm-hmm. every hour. Okay. Or, you know, just a few, like a few minutes every day. Right. You have tremendous, um, not, not consequences, that's not what I meant, uh, benefits um, for you, you know, like on the immune system, digestive system, nervous system, and, you know, and so much more. Yes. I love that. That is such a great tip because when we're in fight or flight, we're not in that healing mode. Um, all of our healing is turned off when we're in survival mode. And, and unfortunately, just this crazy world that we live in and all the notifications of our on our phone and our schedules have us in fight or flight all the time. And it can seem so obvious, but hello, breathing deeply is is so important. And I love that you said maybe, you know, once per hour just to intentionally be like, okay, I'm going to breathe now. And when I'm working on my computer and I'm really into something, taking those breaks, I really need a reminder because I, I get, I'm very intense and focused and, um, you know, and, and if I'm in a stressful state, I notice from time to time, I'm actually holding my breath, which is so counterproductive to even having clear thinking. So I love that tip. Um, Do you ever set a reminder on your phone or anything to remember to breathe or you've just worked on making this a uh, habit? So I do both. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes like, you know, when I'm having a rough day, it's kind of like, like you said, you know, like, you know, you're into the computer, you're, you know, making calls, emails, and you're just like, oh, wow, wow, wow. Yes. I need to, like, take a second. Um, but also, like, I'm 
do it in the morning and at night. Okay. So at least I know that if I don't get it through the day, then I have I do it in the morning and do it at night. That's brilliant. That is and a great takeaway. Go ahead. All right. And another thing that I actually learned yesterday um, is that so like I find myself to be very tense in my job. Mm. And so that could mean many things, right? Like that could mean, you know, what I'm not saying, you know, that could be like a sign of anger, you know, like the kind of like the throat chakra. Yes. <laughs> um, but also, so I was told by somebody who is a meditation expert and a deep breathing, ex- deep breathing expert that just the fact of putting your tip of the tongue behind your two front teeth mm. and like resting on top of that, your palate like this will automatically soften your jaw. Yes. But not only that, the relaxation would go down to your shoulders into your whole back. I love that tip. You know, I did it when you were, as soon as you were describing, put the, so everyone listening, let's do this right now. Just take a minute, take a breath if you want to. And we want to position the tip of our tongue to the roof of our mouth. And that was the first thing I noticed was that all the pressure came off of my jaw. And I'm definitely a clencher, teeth grinder, maybe too much caffeine. And I tend to bite down and hold a ton of tension in my shoulders and and back. So um, who knew that uh, my tongue was the answer? That's amazing. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's a great tip. Deep breathing and then position and and just relaxing the, the jaw that way is that's tremendous. Uh, and you said you learned that from a, a meditation expert? Yeah. Very cool. Hey, yeah, you should, I, don't, I can share her name. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Daniela Nastasi. Oh, Daniela Nastasi. She is tremendous. I hope to have her on the show in a few weeks to share some of her meditation practices. And um, it's those simple things that make all the difference. And know what, you know, we have a lot of excuses, you know, for maybe not working out or not eating right. But what is our excuse for not deep breathing, right? <laughs> deep breathing and, and just taking time to love ourselves with, a, you know, 30 seconds of relaxation. That's that's beautiful. Um, okay, so we are all about uplifting and positive content in this community. So before we say goodbye, um, I want to know where can the listeners connect with you? Where can we find you on um, social media? Where can we hang out with you so that, that we, can, we can all be together supporting, encouraging, and learning from one another? Sure, I would love that. So um, the two main places that I'm hanging out now these days is my website, lucaleonti.com. Great. And I would love for your listeners to join my free Facebook group. Um, it's under my same name, Luca Leonti, and you can just click the bit.ly link to okay. be added. Cool. And can, I'll link up the link to um, that as well. Um, but again, it's so lucaleonti.com, uh, L-U-C-A-L-E-O-N-T-I, right? lucaleonti.com. Correct. Okay, very cool. And then for us to all kind of get together, um, for anyone listening, Luca just invited you to spend time with him for free. Look at all the value that he brought to us in, in just this this brief episode. I encourage you to get over there and hang out with Luca. Um, I have continued to be inspired by him and his very thoughtful uh, posts. He's really encouraging us to 
um, you know, take it, take a deeper look and, and to our really a, a peaceful state of mind. I feel like your questions have really provoked me towards like calming the inside. It's almost like a, it's almost like a meditation to answer the the mindfulness questions that you've been posting. And I, I really appreciate them. They're very thoughtful. So everyone get over there to the group, um, click on the link in the show notes and, um, and we'll see you over there. Um, so we do appreciate you sharing so much value with us today. How can we serve you? Is there uh, something that myself and the audience can do to uh, serve you, move you forward? Uh, yes, there is. Thanks so much for um, offering this. It's very generous of you. My pleasure. So I think what, I've, what would best serve me right now is to get more testimonial. Okay. Um, and I would love to create, to give your listeners a free um, coaching month, if you will, like four sessions of coaching. Wow. That's, that's tremendous. For testimonial. Oh, well, that is a beyond fair deal. So, um, okay, everyone, he just said he wants to give you free coaching in exchange for testimonials so that everyone um, can gain value for from what you've learned from Luca. So for sure. And what would be the best way to reach out to you for that? Would that just be to start by joining your Facebook group? Or do you have another um, way to get started? So this would be a contact form on my website. Yes. Okay. Otherwise, they can feel free to send me a message through Facebook. Okay. Very cool. And they'll just mention that they heard you on the Get Well With Me podcast and you guys can get started. That is so exciting. Luca, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. Thank you for bringing so much value. There's so many great takeaways and um, really appreciate you giving so much of yourself and being vulnerable and authentic with us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And thank you for your great questions and putting this together. And um, and it was also very fun for me. I really enjoyed being <laughs> on this podcast with you. Podcast with you. <laughs> me too. My pleasure. So, all right. Well, I'll see you over in your Facebook group then, Luca. Okay. All righty. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Before I go, I just want to say thank you for spending your time with me. As we change into a healthier version of ourselves, we can feel a sense of loss, loss of our old identity and fear that the people we surround ourselves with will reject us for changing. It can feel lonely and frustrating like no one understands. When I started getting healthy, I wasn't getting much support from friends and family, so I started looking online. I came across so many radical, all-or-nothing approaches, and I felt judged, alone, and even ashamed. If you can relate to this overwhelm, and you like the idea of striving for excellence and not perfection, then you have found a safe place with this podcast. If this message speaks to you and you feel it could encourage someone you know, please share it with them. Remember to hit subscribe, and until next time, be well, because living healthy doesn't have to be hard, and we don't have to do it alone. Until next time, shine brightly.